Welcome to another episode of the I Am Jen Wilson, the Healing Rebel podcast. And today I have a very special um, friend, teacher, guest on the show, Julia Melville. And we're, just before we hit record there, we were discussing about how I would introduce her and what, what job title and that Julia has. And similar to me, there is no job title for what it is that we do, but I've worked with Julia in a therapeutic sense. Um, we met for the first time just over, well, I started working with you just over a year ago. It was probably about two or three years ago that you came into my awareness of, I know who that is. Um, and then when this opportunity came up to be able to work with you in initially a group setting and then one-to-one, I jumped at it and was very excited. <laughs> so welcome to the podcast, Julia. Thank you so much for being here and being part of this healing journey. Thank you. Thank you for inviting me on. Really appreciate this opportunity. Yeah. Um, so why don't we not then start with an introduction to you and all the different things that you do? Okay, cool. So my main training is I am a psychotherapist. And um, what drew me into psychotherapy was when I was about 40, I reached a stage in my life where things were really, the wheels were starting to come off. And I was really fed up with how I was in relationship with my family in particular, my children and my husband in that I could be really, there was this loving part, but there was this other part that was really um, hard and sharp and horrible, which I didn't really understand. And um, so and then I started to look back over my life and patterns that had happened. And when I was uh, in my late teens, I um, got involved in a lot of really class, high class A drugs. I was taking cocaine. I was taking heroin. And um, yeah, a, a part of me knew that this wasn't OK. But there was another part that was so hurting that it, it was magic because it took all that pain away. Yeah. <clears throat> And then thankfully, my parents took me away on a holiday for the first time abroad and uh, for a couple of weeks. And it, that was a really pivotal moment for me because I didn't realize how addicted I was to these drugs. I just kept taking them and taking them. And it was while I was away that I had really super massive withdrawal symptoms. And um, <clears throat> when I then got back, I was living in London at the time when I got back, uh, there was a really strong part of me that knew that I didn't want to continue, but there was a big people pleaser in me. I'd grown mm. up in a very, I'd grown up in a very loving and supportive family, but a very judgmental family, a very critical family, and that had seeped into my very being. And uh, so the people pleaser in me agreed to continue on this journey, where the other part was saying, "Don't go there." And then that's really when my awakening, I think, started to happen because there was one day when I woke up and I thought, "Enough's enough." And so it sort of slowly grew from there. As I say, I then got to 40 and thought, okay, this now really has to change big time. So I looked at various trainings to do, knew I wanted to work with people. And, um, and that's where my psychotherapy training came towards me. Yeah. And it was a three-year training. And to be in a situation where you're really heard and really listened and really supportive, it's both terrifying and it's incredibly supportive. And it's and so much healing comes out of it. It was it was really amazing. So and then I reached a stage where I realized talking 
on its own wasn't enough, which I think is where you and I then kind of cross over in the things that we do, because I knew we needed to, we need to move our bodies. We need to understand ourselves physically, mentally, emotionally, spiritually, all of it, because it's all part of who we are. And so I then, Kundalini Yoga came into my life, which originally I thought was mantras and not me, but actually it completely caught me the very first time I did it. I was crying and I was, I felt amazing after it. And I thought, okay, this is something I, I want to go and learn. So I then went to do that teacher training. And it's been like that throughout with all my trainings. I never do anything with anybody client-wise unless I've done it myself, yeah. uh, including a career that I teach on a Friday morning, every Friday morning. I will always do it before I teach it because I think, well, I don't know what it's like to hold your arms up in the air for five minutes. I need to do it. <laughs> <laughs> and that's how I came to all of that I do, and it's grown and expanded. And Yeah, yeah. And you have lots of different, yeah, there's lots of different modalities into that. Um, it's interesting that you're talking about Kundalini. So I um, just had Emma Toms on my podcast. Her podcast came out on Saturday there. So Emma's a Kundalini teacher as well. And I've listened to three different audiobooks in the last couple of weeks, and all of them have talked about Kundalini. And I've done one or two Kundalini sessions with you just at different um, retreats that I've been on. And it's never grabbed me, but the fact that it's kind of coming back into my into my awareness I'm like maybe maybe that is what the next thing that I need as a participant not to go and learn another modality to teach at this time (laughs) so um it's enough enough learning yeah it's like okay yeah yeah well I'm working with a business coach just now who's like you need like your cv of qualifications is ridiculous but I'm shiny object syndrome very easily distracted as you know because we've done therapy sessions together um so I I have made a promise that I'm not going to go on to another teacher training that if I do anything I'll do it as a participant for a while anyway so you may see me at a kundalini class online soon I think the difference with kundalini and that would be awesome if you were there I think (laughs) Kundalini is that it's not about how bendy you are and, 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 and how flexible you are. Obviously, it, it comes into it because you do become more flexible. But it's really um, breath work with movement because Kundalini works on the nervous system and it's how we then manage our nervous system. It works on the bloodstream. And it's, uh, there are so many different careers that work on the kidney, the liver, the heart, the lungs, the immune system. Yeah. So it's, it's real health yoga and it's powerful yoga. And, and we're always we give a bit of a health warning that actually, you know, you need to really be present with it because it's strong yoga. Yep. Yeah. Okay. It's not, yeah. What we're, well, it's not what we're planning of talking about today is, but that's interesting. So it's on my, on my radar. I will be at class. I promise. The universe <laughs> had other thoughts just needed you to hear it again. Yes. Yeah. And I suppose it's, it's listening to different people speak about, and this goes for anything, speaking about, different things in their way because even though you might go already know about that if you hear somebody else talk about it you pick up on something else because it's said in a different way or your ears are just ready to hear things in a different way and that's very much when I came to work with you I had had thoughts of I'd like to go on a yoga retreat I'd like to go and I felt like I needed to be away for a few days from the environment it was the end of 2020 so we just had the first year of fun (laughs) I just keep calling it fun um 
And one of the one of the things that we have done together, and we're going to talk about Cambo, which is a plant medicine that you work with with clients. And we want to be very clear that this is not an ad, advert for going and doing anything. Um, it's sharing some information on part of my personal journey and as much of your journey of how you came to that as you wish. Um, any plant medicine, and I, I work with a herbalist as well, and I take herbs, and I had been over to do an in-person um, consultation with her, and she got me to like to do a taste test of loads of different herbs to see how my body specifically responded to them. Because just because something says on the label this is good for calming your nervous system or whatever, your personal response to that might be different, and that goes with everything, whether it's the breath work that you do, whether it's the movement you do the foods that you eat, the herbs that you take, the plants that you work with. Um, and one of the things that drew me to working with you was I wanted to know that the people that I was working with, one, were experiencing what they were they were delivering, and two, that they would create a space, like, you know, safe spaces are, like, the buzzword, but that you would feel safe and comfortable mm. with the person who's leading it, but also the other people that they attract in. And I think that's really important, whatever you're going to do, whether it's go to a fitness class or go to a yoga class, that the teacher resonates with you and you know that the students that come to them will very likely resonate with you as well. Because I still keep in contact with lots of the girls that we were on that very first retreat with. Mm -hmm. That's so lovely. Yeah. Yeah, it is. It's so lovely. And they feel like proper friends. Mm. And I had a shared experience. Exactly. And I totally agree. It is. And I'm the same that if I'm going to do something, whether it's a retreat or whatever it might be, I want to know that the space is really held in a in a loving and professional way as well. I need to know it's safe because, you know, often when we do these things, it doesn't matter whether it's a yoga retreat or a sound bath or a cacao event. Um, we're opening our hearts. And we are in a vulnerable place and we need to know that we're going to be okay in that vulnerable place. And that's something I take really seriously. And I know how important it is to me. So I, I then share that with others so that other people feel, feel held and feel that love as well. Yeah. Um, so it definitely comes across like there is definitely this sense of love. Because also, although I, I say that when I was booking onto your retreat, I didn't know fully what it was that I was coming to do. Like, I had heard of Campbell and mm -hmm. I was like, oh yeah, some because somebody else had said to me about it was again, it was the universe speaking to me. Lots of people, there was a few people had mentioned because I have a condition called Crohn's. Somebody had said, Well, that this can this could potentially help you. And I'd looked into it and I wasn't sure and I wasn't sure. And I didn't, I had looked at the person that they had recommended to me, and I was like, mm, there's something about that doesn't feel right. But then when I saw that you were doing it, it did feel right. Um, but yeah, I didn't know what the experience was going to be like. So let's start with what is Campbell? Hmm. So, yeah, good question. So, well, actually, I'm going to say, first of all, though, Cambo, when, when I first heard about it, um, interestingly, one of my daughters had done it. And at the time, I remember thinking, really? You know, why would you want to do that? And, um, and so I clearly wasn't in a place to receive it at that moment. And then... Um, I had an experience with psychedelic medicine a few a few years ago now, and which I have to say I was terrified about doing because I was so frightened of going back into that addiction that I had before. Mm. It completely has 
shifted at so many different things and they're not addictive, which is good. Um, but the Cambo came back into my life then. And when I heard about it, I thought, I really want to try this and see how I feel. And I felt um, such a lightness of energy afterwards and went into that place of, okay, I'm going to learn how to teach this because I want other people to feel to feel yeah. this. So Cambo is, um, it comes from a frog in the Amazon. It's a secretion that's taken in an um, environmentally friendly way. It's, it doesn't harm the frog in any way and is applied to the skin topically. And um, it is anti-inflammatory, it's antifungal, it's, uh, it takes away pain relief, it's an antidepressant, it takes away pain, it's an antidepressant, um, it energizes the mind and the body, it clears dark and negative energy away, as I said about the antidepressant um, aspect of it. And what I love about it is also when it's applied to the skin, you, you will feel a certain, so I feel this heat in my body, my heart mm. rate will slightly go up. Um, I feel the heat in my body. I can feel the heat here in my head. And then after that, I know that the medicine's scanning my body and it goes to where it needs to go, which is called Herxheimer. Um, and which is about, uh, it, Herxheimer happens in natural medicines, whether it's acupuncture, homeopathy, whatever. Um, these natural modalities will go to where the body needs to be healed, where there's been a crisis, say there's been an operation or you've had a car crash, or you've had a trauma of some sort, the medicine will go to that place. And we all experience trauma. Trauma can be trauma can be anything. It doesn't have to be some yeah. mahusive thing. It can be, you know, something that to, to us is a trauma. To somebody else, it might not be. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so then when the medicine starts to, starts to scan my body, so at this point I have drunk some water, quite a lot of water, because there's a purging element to Cambo. And and it's the purge is not about it's not about being sick when you've had too much to drink or you've eaten too much food. Um, yeah. Purging is you're purging the water and, and it's a very different purge. So you feel yourself releasing this this energy that's coming out. The purge also could be emotional. We you know, we can cry. I could cry or it might be through going to the toilet. You know, it yeah. could be all three. It could be one or two of them. So that's been my experience with it. Um, and. It's used, as I say, in the Amazon a lot. It's used for the tribes. They use it before they go hunting because it really sharpens the mind. It sharpens their focus. It clears the negative energy out. They use it actually with, um, if the teenagers get a bit out of line, they use it. Mm -hmm. It would have helped me a lot when I was younger because I know <laughs> I, I went down. Um, but yeah, that that's really it. Um, that's my experience of it. And, and as I say, I want to I want to share that with other people. Yeah, yeah. Uh, when I, the first time I had it, there was that, the, this hot flush came through my whole body. I could feel my cheeks burning and I could feel it working its way all the way down to my feet. Like there was almost like a tingly sensation and flushing, like, like you're saying, I hadn't thought of it there as like a body scan, but that's, yeah, going all through. And yeah, then there was the let's drink water and purge and at the same time as you're releasing whatever the intention like because you got us to set an intention before what is the negative energy that we want to be able to let go of other than that I was also thinking I'm sitting in a room with six other strangers <laughs> and we're all thrown up in buckets 
what kind of madness is this? But then that that goes away, that that thought, because that is part of that that ego, that negative negative energy, that thought process of this information, this thought process isn't, isn't actually useful. This is a really beautiful shared experience that we're all releasing things in this space and trusting each other to be in this space. Because I don't think in society, culturally, we're encouraged to trust people. Mm-hmm. On, a, on a whole, it's always watch that person doesn't steal your purse and watch that person doesn't attack you or whatever, and particularly as a female. You, you go through life being on edge of somebody jumping out at you or somebody grabbing you or whatever. So being in this space where it's like there is this trust that we didn't even have to talk about beforehand. And then you have this releasing experience. And I remember saying to you after my very first one, I was like, I've been practicing for this all my life. It's like going out on a night out and drinking too much and then having to clear it out your system. <laughs> but it was more pleasant than that. And yes. Yeah. Yeah, because you do feel better on all levels after it. And I and then I've done it so I think four times now I've been for that type of set that type of ceremony. I remember the second time I was everything was really shaking after it. And I thought, oh my God, I'm never doing this again. This is absolute torture. Why did I do this to myself? And it's over in about half an hour. Like it's not a huge prolonged period of time. And then after that second time during a meditation about two weeks later I kept getting this message you need to go back and do Cambo again and I'm thinking who is saying this to me you've got to be kidding me on I'm not doing it again but the message kept coming so I was like right trust trust the message booked in came back up did it again that third time I would say was pleasant it was a it was a it felt like there was something had been stuck and it needed to go and that third experience was definitely pleasant and then the fourth time it felt fine Mm. it it wasn't pleasant but it wasn't traumatic like the second time had been Mm. (laughs) it was kind of somewhere in between of yep I want this to be over but it's not but then every time you do just feel at peace afterwards definitely a peace and um, a real um, connection with self we're so present I am so present in that moment feels really really good um, and what I what I like about the medicine, and actually, what you're just what's what I'm thinking about when you're describing your experiences is it meets us in that moment where we are. Mm. So, um, and also, it's really about surrender and control, letting go of control and surrendering to the process and trust, because a lot of what I have learned through my life is to trust my body, which is then what I want to share with other people because I didn't trust myself for many many years. And um, and it's how we trust ourselves. So the, I find that medicine really helps me to trust, trust that it's going to what it to the places it needs to go to trust that it's going to heal me in the way that needs to be healed on that day in that moment. Yeah. yeah. And the shaking's really normal. I shake a lot after it. So shaking is another form of release. So, um, you know, how animals shake. Yes. Uh, so it's like that. Shaking yeah. is great. It's, uh, even if you if, even if you haven't taken Cambo and you're not shaking like that, you know, shaking is good. If we're feeling a bit sort of anxious about something, you stand and shake. It's amazing yeah. that, how it shifts our energy. Re- releasing that energy, yeah. Mm. It's really good. Um, yeah, it's one of, I was going to say I really recommend it. I, if somebody was like on the edge of it, 
speak to somebody like yourself who's well trained in it and has experience to talk about what it is that you want to let go of because I had been speaking to one of my friends and she has a history of bulimia and we were talking about it and I said oh is she, she does want to do it but she doesn't want to do it and when we were talking about why she would and why she wouldn't it wasn't about being sick might re-trigger the bulimia for her it's about the fear of the potential damage that she had done over the years of being bulimic that then doing something like this could make her body physically worse so there's always considerations that not everything is for everyone I absolutely agree with that totally and um I used to be bulimic myself so I was probably bulimic for about eight or ten years um not all the time in that time but I absolutely get that because also it can take us to a place of thinking you know when we start to really come into relationship with ourselves we don't want to hurt ourselves yeah we don't want to be kind or mean to ourselves and um and so that's been part of my journey with this training actually as well is knowing and trusting the medicine and how how healing it is and I'm not damaging myself actually this is helping me so it's 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 in it's really great to sort of notice the the difference but also um I very much have a or we we I work together with my colleague we very much have a health check form that we send out prior to anybody um receiving the medicine because it's obviously we need to make sure that there aren't any contraindications and things like that as well so and there's always a phone call beforehand so um yeah it's it is all about really well it's being responsible I guess yeah Yeah. we you know if we if we're working in these ways we we have to be responsible absolutely Mm. because we've also been um I've been part of your research and using the medicine in a different way where we take a much smaller dose of it and then yeah. do a talk therapy with it. Can yes. you talk a bit more about that? Yeah, definitely. So this is something that is in still in the research um, stage at the minute. So um, I can't sort of talk too, too much about it, but because it's it's running until March and, uh, and then we will um, collate all our um, information. What I love about it is that, um, and what I notice the most, the difference between having a therapeutic conversation with Cambo and without Cambo is that the Cambo brings this stillness, this peace inside. It brings a really strong connection with self. And what I've found, and obviously you'll share your experience, but what I found is that it helps people get to a depth that they haven't been able to in previous therapy that they've done. So that's really what I've noticed. And so many people have said who have done it have said or in the process of doing the research have said, um, oh, my gosh, I've, I've never spoken at this depth before. So I, I feel really honoured that this is something that's growing and um, and developing. But as I say, it's very much in the research stages at the minute. Yeah. Yeah. So I've had my four sessions of the research and I, def- I definitely found that is my experience where I thought that I had already worked through all my divorce stuff because I'd been, I did NLP therapy 2011 around that. And I was like, yeah, no, that's totally fine. And in that very first session, I had no idea what I was coming to speak to you about. And then we started talking about, and that's what it was that came up. And there was still emotion attached to that, that we then were able to work through. And then over the other sessions, it, it was very similar. It was I think this is what I'm coming to talk about and then it would go away off and another realm or other information would come out that I'd be like where is this coming from who is who is this speaking <laughs> it was 
like because there, there's obviously there's no psychedelic element to this medicine at all but there is definitely something that gives you that sense of grounding you still feel that warm flush but not as intensely as when it's the purging ceremony but there's an element of purging but it's for me it was a verbal purging exactly exactly there's an emotional purging there as well because we were then able to allow those emotions to come up explore why they were there and then let them go Yes, exactly. Yeah, because so the purpose of it is not to purge as you would in a ceremony, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. They do it in really small quantities. But yeah, I love actually I love the way you describe that, that there is an emotional purge and there is a, a purge through verbal. Yeah. yeah. Verbalizing it, what's happening. Yeah. Yeah. It definitely made the talk therapy element of it more, more powerful for me. Mm. Um, having experienced a lot of talk therapies over the last 10 years intermittently um, yeah definitely but then that could also be connected to where I am on my journey of yes I I agree releasing that as well yeah I agree and but also I guess it's interesting because we've worked with people who have never had talk therapy and we've worked with people who have had talk therapy and so there's a real sort of mixture going on Um, But yes, I agree um, that it, if you've had talk therapy, it's then actually good to kind of compare the two. Yeah, yeah. So it'll be amazing when to see the results when the results mm. are ready to come out of what what you what your findings are. Yeah. About that. Yeah. Ru- yeah. Do you know roughly when that will be? Well, it runs until um, the end of March. So there's three of us doing it together. So um, we'll then talk about what what's going to happen but I will let you know yeah yeah very I'll um, make sure that we can share those results when they come out mm. for definite um so other other made other plant medicines that you use you use rapi yes yep, yep. Let's talk a little bit about rapi yep rapi also known as happy is a um sacred tobacco and it is used again by the tribes it is made from ash and has tobacco then put into it tobacco obviously without nicotine um when they make when the tribes make the um the rapé and um for me i use one from the yawanawa tribe so i know that they go into the jungle for two weeks and um they will then there's this very very sacred process so they're very um clean with their diet there's no sex there's everything's very very sacred and and held and then the uh, the rapé is made, and then they bring the rapé out of the jungle. And um, rapé is it helps us to connect with ourselves. It's really lovely to use in meditation. It is very grounding. It's a very powerful medicine. And and again, for me, always must be used in a sacred way. I think with anything like this, we have to really honour the medicines. Um, and not just sort of take them for you know because they're not about fun and recreation and stuff like that yeah. make you feel good but it's not that's not what it's about yeah and for me I I, I do use rapid quite often and I find it very um, yeah just very grounding very very grounding um, and it's taken through the nose um, if you self-administer it's called a, a kairupi and you just take a small pea amount it's a bit like snuff I guess but it has more powerful properties and more healing properties to it. Yeah. It's probably one of my, the least favourite things that we do. Um, but 
the benefit that you feel after it, like once like that blown it in my nose, and then I, I'm a mucusy person, so straight away I just my nose just starts running. So I'm holding a tissue up to my nose to try and keep the medicine in. But then once we blow the nose and that grounding feeling comes in, it's like that's why I did that. Because it, again, it's only a, that's only a few minutes for me of discomfort. I know like other people that have done it, they're like absolutely fine. But then if you don't have that immune response to it, mm-hmm. the way that the way that I have that's making it more uncomfortable for me but yeah that there was again that was something that created a real warmth and tingling all the way down to my feet um much more intensely the very first time that we that we did it than any of the other times um Mm -hmm. but yeah the the sense of peace and calm when you go into meditation after having done it is very useful very nice it actually helps with sinus that's why partly why i use it often because it it can help with the um whatever these tracts are here and the sinuses yep. uh, respiratory tracts that's the word i'm looking for um and help with our sinuses so yeah so like you i it my nose will run mm-hmm. and um is it hoiking the word when you hoik up i i, I it's something yeah. i've not done before but i'm getting pretty good at it now <laughs> to clear the flame <laughs> well, a good way to clear it out and uh yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> my mother yeah. was horrified <laughs> <laughs> that's not the behavior of a lady <laughs> <laughs> yeah um yeah no I, it's something i've had to do most of my life to clear that <laughs> yeah yeah Very, that effective <laughs> yes Yes, so I am coming to do a rapi and sound bath ceremony with yourself at mm-hmm. the beginning of March, which I'm very much looking forward to. Um, sound therapy and the gong baths, let's talk about that, because this is something that I just adore. Yes, same here, yes. <laughs> um, so the gong, um, sound therapy really came into my um, world with my kundalini yoga training. That's really when I first started to experience gong baths. And um, gosh, the power of them and that vibration and the vibration of sound. And we all know that music can move us. Yeah, it shifts our energy if we listen to whatever whatever song we listen to. But when you lie and you have that vibration of the sound over you, it's incredible how it shifts our energy and can take us to a completely different place. And the gong that I've got, it's a really personal journey for anybody who owns a gong will know it's a very personal journey that you really need to connect with your gong. So I went to see somebody in Manchester and he uh, had the most amazing sound bath with him while I was there. And then he had so many different gongs that I could play around with them all and see which one I felt connected to and all the rest of it. Anyway, I ended up with a, a Jupiter gong connected to the frequency of Jupiter, which is really interesting because it's connected to my name, Julia, as well. So I'm really ah. curious about the one that I, that I went for. Yeah. It's also Jupiter. The essence of Jupiter is about trust, again, which, again, I love because that's what my work is about. How do we come into a trusting relationship with ourselves? Yeah. So I, the gong is um, 
Yeah, it's incredible. And again, really treated with honor. Before I play it, I will always open the space with some mantras myself. And I will always close the space afterwards once once we've played, because every time I play it, it plays differently. And I just that's what I love about it. It will pick up on the energy that's needed in that moment. And it will either be a really deep resonance or it might be a bit higher. And then um as you know, I, I run Perth Wellness Centre, so I run it with my colleague, also Julia, and yeah. she she has a different gong from mine, but we play our gongs together, and it's incredible how they harmonise and they come together, and that's n- nothing that we're doing. It's it's yeah. just how the, the vibration gets caught. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's really, uh, very special. I've um, when I've been in the the sound baths with yourself, I remember asking you after one once. I was like, were you standing over me? like with one of the bowls because it mm. felt like the, I could feel the vibration on my body like mm. almost pressing down but not in a like in a really comforting way mm. and you were like no we weren't anywhere near you wow, that's <laughs> incredible that's incredible because <laughs> I got a bowl I've got a singing bowl and like like you I, I, it was at Solas Festival I got it there was a guy there and he had loads of different ones and he said he went you need to play them to see which one resonates with you because the some of the sounds will really like repel you and some of them and I was like no what are you talking about and tried it but even the the drumstick I don't know what you call the 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 play the wooden bit even the different widths of them changed the way that the the bowl did and I stood for ages going around and then I've I kept going back to the same one and it was Chris was like you keep going back to that same one I was like I think this is my bowl yeah and you do you feel it yeah you do feel yeah. it definitely. yeah yeah so um when you're talking about I don't know what the for gongs it's called a mallet I don't know what it's called for a bowl we have crystal bowls as well and actually something I keep meaning to we keep meaning to get and I keep forgetting about you can get um glass um batons sticks whatever you want to call them to play the crystal balls and it gives such an incredible sound and uh, i've heard it a couple of times and every time i hear it i think oh yeah i must remember to do that and of course forget again um but yes they take you in for me it just takes me into another place i'll see colors i'll i don't know it's incredible you just go into another um paradigm yeah yeah it's i suppose it then it comes back to the fact that we, although we think we're solid, we're not. We're a bunch of atoms that are vibrating at a particular frequency to mm-hmm. exist as we exist. That when another frequency comes in, and I'm reading um, Stephen Porges' book, The Pocket Guides to the Polyvagal Theory, about living in safety. And he talks about the low frequency and how that's really disruptive for the nervous system because the low frequency puts you in sympathetic and I live right on a main road and there's constantly traffic coming up and down. So this morning when I was reading, I'm like, the road outside could be part of my nervous system disruption. Mm. I can't can't just sell my house and move at this present time. That's not a possibility for me. So then I'm trying to think, what else can I do to mitigate that that sound? Um, Yeah. Only just been thinking about that, so I haven't got a solution yet. <laughs> I get that totally. That um, and we are, we are, we are energy. That's why it's yeah. so great to do energy work <clears throat> because we are, we are all made up of energy. We are all the same. We're all connected, um, and it's really understanding that. And and I totally get that about your house because I moved house about three or four years ago, and 
and something in the energy wasn't right there. Uh, it had been perfect for a long period of time, but it felt very transient energy. A lot of people commuted where I was. And I've moved now to a place that's a lot more rural and it's so different. And I was talking to somebody not long ago who is a, um, a geologist and he said there's many, many ley lines around where we've moved to. I didn't realize that when we went there. I just felt very drawn to the area. So actually it's really yeah. lovely to have that affirmation. Yeah, yeah. That energy yeah. is so powerful. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That, that takes us nicely on to the last thing that I was thinking of speaking to you about the access bars which is a form of energy healing I learned that from you just was that November yeah uh, yes October yeah, just, November, October, November. Yeah, yeah October November 21 um absolutely love the access bars um I've got a client coming um this afternoon for a, a session and that's an that's an incredible energy healing how did you come across access bars that's a good question. Um, a friend of mine kept saying to me, I'd love to run your bars. And I kept thinking, what are you talking about? Run my bars. And uh, anyway, she, this was quite a few years ago, like about six, seven years ago. And, uh, and then eventually I then start, things started, of course, to pop up on my Facebook or wherever it was, came into my awareness. And so I then asked her to run my bars and wow, it was incredible. So for those of that don't, you don't know, um, Access Consciousness was created by Gary Douglas and Dr. Dane here. And um, Gary Douglas had this um, experience where he, his life had got so low vibration that he really felt he didn't want to be here any longer. And he then put it out to the universe for something to help him. And suddenly he found himself getting this massive download. I mean, I've really put this into a tiny little bit because obviously there's more to the story but he suddenly had this massive download about these um, 32 different points on the head that you can use to shift things like control and money and things in our body it's like resetting the computer of the body as you know yeah. and, and it's a really really beautiful way to work and uh, so you lie on the bed and you have you pull the energy from the feet up um, you, you hold the head and you pull the energy up from the feet and then you go to the other end of the body and pull the energy down to the feet and then you pull the energy through the arms. So the energy is kind of running and then you do the 32 different head points. And it, what I love about it is when some, suddenly, most of the time people are quiet, but suddenly somebody will say something and it will be totally relevant to the bar or the point that I'm on. Yeah. I don't know if you find that with people that you work with. It's, it's incredible. Nobody's, nobody's said anything yet. But when we've spoken afterwards, they'll say, oh, I, like I, when I'm holding, holding somebody's head, I will like, start to feel hot or I'll start to feel a lot of energy. And when we'll speak about it afterwards and I'll say, oh, this is the point that I was on. And it will be a thought that had been there that was getting let go of or some information that was coming into them, whether it was a visual or um, one of the girls that came said that she was hearing music the mm -hmm. whole time like, and obviously we don't play music during it mm -hmm. um, but in her in her mind that's what she was hearing was music being played melodies and music being played all the way through it mm, wow it's, and everybody's experience is totally different with that so I had somebody who sat when she first sat up she went I feel like I've had a massage but I've not had to take my clothes off I just feel really relaxed but that's all and then within about 30 seconds she then started sharing more of oh, then this happened and that happened and it there was a lot more had happened in that hour than she had initially thought when she first sat up. Yeah. 
Yeah, uh, it's a really lovely way to work. Really, really lovely way to work. And, and it just balances our energy. And what I love about it also is when we give the bars to run somebody's bars, our own bars get run as well. Obviously, it's not quite the same as having your bars run, but still you get that energy, which yeah. um, which is pretty cool, really. And people often say, oh, is it the same as Reiki? But it's not because I'm also trained in Reiki, but it's not. You're probably trained in Reiki too. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but it's it's not the same as Reiki, is it? It's, it's very different. Um, it's very the points that you do are very specific around, uh, as I said, money control, healing, you know, letting yeah. go, body health, whatever it might be, mm-hmm. uh, happiness, joy, all the different points, which is not for me what um, how I understood Reiki. Yeah, yeah, it, it feels very I'm different. Not, I'm not criticising Reiki in any shape or form, but it is, I'm just trying to say it's different. Yeah, yeah, I would, I would use it in a different for mm. a different purpose yes um, exactly. exactly that yeah the one or a couple of things that I really noticed when I had my bars run when we did the training day was one my thoughts completely I don't want to say shut down but they went away like the the narrative that I was running in my head the chitter chatter mm. just I would get like what felt like a wee electric shock and the thought would be gone but I was aware that the thought had gone and I'd be like I was thinking about something there which I didn't want to be thinking about and now it's gone and I have no idea what it was and that would disappear and then the other thing that I noticed was about four weeks later I was aware that my head was still much quieter and calmer than before we did before we had the the bars run I was like mm-hmm. that doesn't it's not just for that session it's something that lasts on definitely yeah definitely I love with um Gary Douglas and Dane here on a, on a um, there's one video that I've seen of them where he, it might've been in the video that we did on the training actually, where um, if they're having a bit of an off day, if one of them is having a bit of an off day, the other will say, do you want to have your bars run? <laughs> Can we just balance the energy out? <laughs> I, know, I think I need to send Chris up to you to get him to do the training so that he can come down and we can yeah. run each other's bars rather than it just being me. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Definitely. 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 It's like, you need idea. to go and do this. You need to go and do this for me. <laughs> <laughs> if we don't ask, we don't get. Exactly, exactly. And that's a big thing with access consciousness is about asking the right questions. It's yes. not just about these touch touch points on your head. Mm-hmm. It's about how you then show up in, in life and how do you make the most of life. So are you asking the right questions so that the questions are open to let to let everything in? Absolutely. So if you whatever, if you're in a situation where you're full of joy or you're in a situation where it's really you can ask, how does it get any better than this? And you're just putting it out to the universe. What else is possible? Yeah. Yeah. And I also love the the saying um, that's an interesting point of view, because, again, it shatters the energy around it. And how often I know myself, I can find myself sometimes in conversations where I think, oh, and then actually now it's oh, that's an interesting point of view. And it just breaks it. Yeah, yeah, I've been using both of them a lot. Yeah, 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 and it's amazing. <laughs> I, I, I love access. I think it's a really, really wonderful modality. And yeah, you know, if you look up access consciousness, then you'll find there's so much stuff on YouTube about it. And mm-hmm. um, yeah. and there's four of them, I think, that are doing it. There's Simone, Simone, and can't remember the other guy's name. Yeah, I, I want to say Darren, but that may be totally made up. Mm. I, I remember. Um, I really. Uh, and because this is just the science brain and me, I love the, 
the video that's on YouTube that shows the, the MRI of the brain scan of before and all the red activity in the brain and then the after where everything's just green and the, the brain's not hyperactive. No, that's okay. incredible. It really, really is incredible. And it's it's particularly good, I think, for our nervous system because, you know, and current, particularly what we're going through at the minute in these current interesting times, um, our nervous system can be really heightened. So having your bars run just helps calm the nervous system. Um, and because that's, we want our nervous system to be calm because as you know, when it's not calm, that's when disease sets in. That's when we become ill. It gets too toxic inside. Yes. But yeah, it's really lovely. Lovely thing to have. Um, mm. It is indeed. It yeah. is indeed. Is there anything else that you do that you want to talk about? Uh, not that I can think of right now. I mean, I do theta healing as well, but that kind of, yeah, it's that's really been for me as well, I think, to just sort of help me on my, and because for all of us, I think we're on a continual learning. I am continually learning. I'm continually letting go of these stories I tell myself, letting go of these patterns of behavior, releasing them, recognizing them when they come up and think, ah, you're back. Yeah. And having tools to, to manage them so they don't overwhelm me and take me out, which is what they used to do. Yeah, and that's yeah, part, of, part of our growth. Yeah. And yeah. being able to catch yourself. I just, I just finished listening to Michael Singer's book, Living from a Place of Surrender, I think it's called. It's an audio book. And what, one of the things he says is we should, in our morning meditation, it, the purpose of my life is letting go of my stuff. Mm. And I'm oh, that, that. It's catching yourself doing the stuff yes. and then be like, oh, next time I want to deal with that slightly different or catching yourself as you're going into it so that you can quickly change direction. Exactly that, exactly. And we do learn from every experience that we have when it causes that disharmony and that discord inside. If we can stand back from it and be curious about it, we learn. So to think, okay, well, if this was to happen again, how would I be with it next time? And we've learned already from it. So, and it's it's to go into that energy rather than the, oh, you've done it again. You know, that hard, harsh, horrible energy when we're so mean to ourselves. Mm, okay. Yeah. So, yeah. Learning to be compassionate. Life is a, yeah, definitely. And life is a journey and it's magical. It's, a, it, you know, it's exciting. Yeah. The good, the bad, it's all, it's all as it's meant to be. I very much live from that place now. It's everything happens for a reason. Absolutely. It does. And all the, every, every person that comes in is there for a reason. Yeah. Yeah, totally. And I'm so, so grateful to the universe for juggling me into alignment with, both you and and Julia see. I know, I know. It's really lovely. Yeah, trusting that the universe yeah. brought it together when when it was the right time. At the right time. Yeah, definitely. I truly believe that. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, it's, it's amazing. It's amazing what you're doing as well. It's fantastic. Sharing it and spreading it out. Yeah, we need we need to get better at telling stories and sharing with people, yeah. and it's finding the different different ways that we can do that. Mm. Because yeah. everybody, everybody hears things in different ways. Totally, absolutely. I love that. You know, that film, uh, Lost in Translation, I often think about that title because when I say something, how it lands on somebody else, it can be completely different from what I meant. So that's why it's always good to check out with somebody. Is that what you meant? You know, I'm, and feel how it feels in you and then check out with them because our words do get lost in translation, definitely. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Our, our journeys through life. 
Yeah. Yeah. So if, if anybody listens to this podcast and wants to speak to you about any of the stuff that we've talked about, how is best for them to find you? Probably through my website, which is www.juliamelville.com. I'm also on Instagram, Julia underscore Melville, uh, but probably through my um, through my website, because on there, there's my phone number, there's email. I'm always happy to speak to anybody. If anybody has any questions, I'm always really happy to um, support people and, you know, not necessarily to work with me, but, you know, I can recommend other people to them or whatever. So it's to really help people wake up and be on this journey. And I think this current situation that we're in um, has really brought people really up with themselves you know suddenly Mm. the distraction of work or the pub or you know whatever it might be they're actually here with themselves and sometimes that can be a bit alarming and a bit uh, a bit scary but it's also very exciting because it's time to shift that energy I think we're going through a massive change it's you know it's really exciting times yeah I I can't imagine how it is for somebody who had been happily heads buried in the sand to have all of a sudden like I and I was going to say I intentionally ripped my head out of the sand. I don't know if I did. I think when I started on this journey, it was the intention to help other people. And then it was like, hold on a minute. I have work to do here. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so if you're if you're not on and even in that, that head space to all of a sudden be ripped out, be like poke, the bear's being poked, it's time to, to do some work. Yeah. I can really... only imagine it'd be terrifying. Yeah, definitely definitely and then it's just thinking into what might help you know go to a meditation or actually you know a lot of people are f- afraid of meditation um, because they think they can't meditate but um or go to a sound bath or go to you know for a reiki session or a bars and see yeah, what whatever, whatever draws you if something yeah, exactly. piques an interest then explore that be curious about that exactly curiosity yeah. of that word mm, yeah i do too i do too so I'm very aware that you have a client in 15 minutes. So I will thank you very much for being on the podcast. I will, once I stop recording, we'll have a wee quick thank you and goodbye separately. You've yeah. For that. Thank um, you so yeah, much. Thank you. thank you so much for inviting me on because it's, it's really lovely. And actually when, you know, when I start talking about it, it just, oh, I can just feel that energy of it. So it's really lovely to share it and talk about it. So thank yeah. you. Thank you, thank My you. My pleasure. Thank you. Thank you. Let me stop recording. <laughs>